welcome Woo! to the first, the inaugural Hot Comedy Goss Podcast. I'm excited. I am too. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad you're my partner in this venture. Uh, I'm Matt Curry. I'm Saul Trujillo. Welcome to Hot Comedy Goss, everybody. Yeah, we're here at uh, Fig Street Studios. We are uh, also living here at Fig Street Studios. It's our apartment with roommates at the time. It's uh, it's mid July. We're mid pandemic. It's hot. It's it's actually not that bad, but it's usually hot as shit. But I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic show. We have an amazing guest. We got a lot of shit to talk. We do. Uh, let, let's talk for a second about just like what this podcast is for and about in your opinion. Or I could give. Uh, you should. You should. Started it. We're two different opinions. Hit him with what you think this podcast is for. Sure. Uh, well, I. I just wanted to start a podcast anyway, and I've been a comedy fan for a long time. I've been doing stand-up for about 10 years, and I was thinking about all kinds of random niche podcasts, and I was just like, why am I fighting it? I will do something based around comedy. Uh, I'm living with another comedian. He seems to be pretty obsessed with comedy. We talk comedy a lot. Talk shop a lot. Hell yeah. And so... Why not us? We're we're high enough in the game that we can get some cool guests for y'all and and know what we're talking about, but we're not important enough to have anything we say have consequences. So that's part of it. Uh, the plan is to talk, uh, you know, about comedy, the state of comedy right now, news of the week happening in the comedy world. Maybe and some comedians that you guys all know about. Hell you know, yeah, it's all part of the comedy news. Yeah, and comedy goss, dude. We're we're gonna get a little, you know, we we don't have to necessarily, but we're gonna talk about local scenes and and beefs that are going on possibly. And uh, can I give my reason why I'm doing this? Was my comedy goss? Let's get it. Because I want to talk shit. I'm here. I'm it. here to burn bridges, dude. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. fucking in Los Angeles, and if you're a comic that stinks, I'm gonna say you stink, dude. Let's let's fucking get it. That's that's what I'm here for. You're like I just wanted. I will listen and react. Yeah, dude, let's burn bridges. <laughs> nah, 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 like, I'm not gonna too. say that. I'm not gonna do that. But no, I will. I no. I plan on being honest. Um, but I'm a fairly nice guy anyway. So fuck, I'm you're doing this like, like a politician for no reason. But <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna do that. Believe me, I I might do that. No, we and also these are long, and you get lost, and you say shit that you didn't necessarily, you shouldn't be saying. But you mean it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. bites you in the butt. Cool. Uh, well, I'm glad you're on board. And uh, how you doing, man? How's the how's comedy treating you right now? I think comedy right now, based on with COVID, is just every set means so much. Even the Zoom ones. Uh, yeah, I mean you're doing. More than just Zoom runs, right? You're you're doing some little. Uh, I thought we're I thought we're just letting it all out. We so. don't need to let. Uh, we're doing like prohibition comedy. It's like I'm doing the kind of shows where we're doing comedy in the living room, and then you push a button, and then everybody's just like it's just like a pet shop. You know what I mean? Like everybody's pretending Pretty to sure not that be there. Episode or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I'm doing some live live stuff, but it's like mainly mics, and it's like in a living room or in an in an abandoned uh, pay to play mic. Yeah, I'm like the old Burt's back room. Um, uh, describe a, like how many people you think are there. Like I consider people or fucking uh, floor dwellers. Like no, there's there's yeah, like a, uh, no, there's like uh, there's like open micers and uh, 
And like, there's like a couple people supporting. Uh, it, it's called uh, Vicky's Vicky's Open Mic. Uh, you used to, to do that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. It's it's in Los Angeles. Uh, I think they're doing. They're not really running mics anymore. I think uh, the 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 guy's name's Reverend Johnny. I think he's running. Uh, I think he's running like rap shows. He's running like all sorts of. It's a fun. It's it's a fun mic to do. Do you feel like they're taking uh, precautions and they like COVID seriously and whatnot? I mean, for the sake of that, I like the person. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. But like on the down low, yeah, I mean, you go. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. During that's why times. I don't want to like tempt myself with even starting mics like that. Yeah, then I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling uncomfortable. Like, eh, I don't want to. Do I say something about this guy wearing a mask? No. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to start a mic because then open like, oh, can I have help with co- jokes? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leave me alone. <laughs> I but I would definitely do like a backyard show or even a show at a club or something. I was booked for Laughs Unlimited for basically this weekend, I think, and uh, it got shut down again. But they're doing uh, they're doing an outdoor thing soon. Yeah, like a lot of places are doing like the out. They're doing the they they got the front of it. It's just all kind of like fenced off, and they could probably fit like twenty people in there as far as COVID restrictions, but got to stay open to stay open man because that's my home club and i i mean i sent her this is last unlimited in sacramento last unlimited in sacramento i sent her 40 bucks i tried to do like a buy a drink thing that was cool yeah yeah to encourage people to come in but that stopped right away because i forgot oh yeah comics are broke i can't just (laughs) i can't just nominate someone but like hey you now you said 40 dollars like i did no no i can't do that yeah i forgot (laughs) um and then the other basically thing that's happening in the comedy world is Zoom shows and Zoom mics. Um, this is for the people who aren't fucking comics. And I don't know. I did one last night. It, it was fun. It was Comedy Oakland. That's a super fun venue. Normally, um, it's good to see old friends on the show. It's not the same. I don't know. <laughs> At all. <laughs> You were like trying to be as optimistic know, as I possible, and, and then you just petered well out. Was, You're yeah. like, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, they are what they are. And then I, yeah. I, I said there, I call them the vape pens of the of the comedy world because it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not going. I mean, it's. I own a vape pen, but I don't use it because I like to smoke weed. Because yeah, it's a Zoom show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried it out a little. It's a Zoom show. That's why. Yeah, uh, it it's fun. It's a good. Uh, I mean, especially during this this pandemic, it's good to see faces and hear voices and kind of get some sort of what feels like normal, even though it isn't. Uh, it, they're not the same shows, but some jokes. I, I, what bugs me is when comics complain about the Zoom shows. It's just like, oh, that's not real comedy. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. I understand. You you got a huge ego. You need to be there live. Whatever. It's still a good reason to write jokes. And and if you rec if you know how to write a joke, structure a joke then what's the harm of trying it on the internet? It might translate yeah, no, to life. 100%. And I, I did get laughs on jokes that I do normally that get laughed right where they get laughs or whatever. And I had some new jokes that went. And honestly, if I wasn't doing Zoom shows, I can't motivate myself to try to write jokes or get ready for comedy when it all starts too. again otherwise. So it, it I don't know, doesn't force me, but it, it makes me do that. I ended up thinking up some jokes right afterwards. That's when I do my best writing. It's like right after a mic or show, and I'm like, ooh, I should have blah, 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 fucking. 
So yeah, so. the state of comedy is like as far as like you not going insane. Like I get it's hard right now, but is it worth fucking? Would you go to Texas right now? Like if you were offered a gig, like as a, in your heart, I would, I would, yeah, but yeah, I know I think who so, I am. But I think I'd like just be super quarantiny and uh, you know just be in my room, then green room on stage. It'd be so funny if we both go, you do that, and I'm just out here like open, <laughs> open mouth kissing people, and you're the one who gets quarantined. You're the one fucking back. get COVID. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You're like, I was out there fucking. Or you just don't show signs, and I die. Oh, that'd be That's wild, happens, man. Huh? Like, I tongue kissed a grandpa, and I didn't get COVID, but you did. You just it's went right back worth to the it, hotel. Man. You can tongue kiss grandpa <laughs> after a show. For both of you. Um, but the hey, other thing, uh, go. go ahead. I was just say, as an audience member, if say you've never been necessarily to a live show, you've just seen them on Netflix, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to a Zoom show. Don't fucking judge what comedy is based off a Zoom show. We're just, it's just us trying to be optimistic about sure. yeah, what yeah. we miss. That having been said, I was pretty fucking funny last night. Uh, so if I had recommended, there are other Zoom shows where I wouldn't want anybody to see, but. It, Support comedy, basically. If if you want to try a Zoom show out, watch a Zoom show. There'll, there'll be some people who are actually funny, and I don't know. People can think outside the box. I was showing people things from my closet. Yeah. Um, Hi. That's I'm, that. I'm Sal Trujillo. For $5 donation on a Zoom show, you could support someone like our next guest and his addiction to Pedialytes that you will find out soon. Hell yeah. Not quite yet. <laughs> Not guess. quite yet, guess. Uh, I'm we'll, confusing we'll get you in him. A second. I'm confusing we, him. We can, uh, we can get him a little earlier than we would normally. Our other plan, basically, because, you know, we, we want y'all to know uh, what's going on in the comedy world. We, we watched some specials this week, and we were going to talk about them, give them some reviews. To be honest, our guest is on a bit of a clock. Uh, he took some drugs, and we want to get him... Before he let's, let's goes too far down the road, um, but he's a wonderful man. There's a reason he's our first guest because he's uh, one of my favorite guys in the comedy scene, one of the funniest guys in the comedy scene. Everybody, make it real loud for Charles H. Kelly. Yeah. So I love how you were vague with it. He said took some drugs. So let's just go ahead and let the well, audience. Might, guess. I don't know if you want that or you want to take it off, but you can. We're gonna let the audience guess. How's everybody doing? I'm on it. Doing this good. Uh, your Kelly. music is plugging into the uh, Bluetooth, I think. Unless mine is. Oh, that's me. My bad. Suck, My man. This is bad. This hot comedy guys and is going so good. Yeah, whoever has copyrights on Jay Dilla stuff, sorry about that as well. Um... Let me properly introduce our, ne our our next guest, Charles Hava Kelly. He's his best friend. We got introduced through comedy. Now I'll let you know right now, this guy's a goddamn monster. All right, he. Uh, I used to go to this coffee shop, Mike, in Stockton, California. He just comes in, and there's just kids everywhere, and then there's moms and fucking just just PC warriors. He goes up there and he talks about pussy for seven minutes, and it's undeniably funny. He's getting people with stupid haircuts laughing. People who would normally be at protests about abortion, but he's up there talking about being up in the pussy and then i saw him do it which is sucks because it, you see people go through like weird um level ups in la i was watching his level up at the store to where it started at pollock he did his set and then he he destroyed at friends and family this is a hierarchy like right before covid hit right before covid hit so this is somebody who was good, getting up in the hierarchy of the comedy store Probably in los angeles little... 
at yeah. after Thanks. being a years in, in LA, and he just was he is right. Like, oh, this guy's on his way as far as coming up in the comedy store, and then COVID hit. So, yeah. Charles Kelly, everyone. Sorry for bringing that up, buddy. Yeah, that was very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me at the Laugh Factory. I'm not trying to compare both of them, yeah. but whatever. It's tough, but you know, everything happens. I don't know for a reason, but everything happens. <laughs> but that last part, he's like, I just like stuff just fucking happens yeah, for good happened. or bad. It, it don't matter. Happens. That's the Forrest Gump shit happens. How have you been dealing with this shit, man? Before uh, we before we get into the hot comedy I mean, gossip, every, everything's been cool. I've been still working and stuff. You have a sniffle. Yeah, I've still been working and stuff, and uh, it's been cool. Every, I mean, every, the only thing that sucks is comedy. Yeah, lack of it. You've been messing around with Zoom shows? Yeah, I do Zoom shows. How does your comedy translate to Zoom shows? It doesn't. (laughs) Do you try to do what you do on stage on the Zoom shows, or are you kind of doing something else? I don't know what I'm doing on Zoom shows. I, I really, I should... I should practice. I should be funny. That's what I should do. You are being. No. You're being yourself. Yeah, but sometimes on Zoom shows, like my last one, I was just, I was just talking reckless, and it was. Well, that's what you're. So you're before all your regular sets aren't reckless. No, Talk about like, be up in the pussy. Yeah, but this one was just uh, crazy. Sometimes you know. I, t- I talk about anything from neutron stars to fucking animals. Yeah, you're talking about pussy. He'll yeah. go off on some random yeah, politics I try to, and. I try uh, to bring it all in there. But you definitely talk about some pussy too. Yeah, I'm and a butts. big I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I really I really do enjoy it. And uh, during the quarantine, it was really bad because I haven't ate pussy in a, in a while. I'm sorry. And I needed it. Yeah, I needed it. It <laughs> was crazy. Have was you? Like, oh, I got it. I got it done. But I just needed to eat it. If you were to assume all three of us, like whose favorite juices would be? Mine would be orange. Yeah. His would be like what? Like is it orange too? Apple. It is apple actually. Yeah, apple? And that's a very okay. simple. Yeah. Orange, yeah. apple, pussy. Oh, dang. He's a big oh, pussy juice drinker. Dang. He testifies. He talks about yeah. it on stage like a preacher. Yeah, he dries it up and smokes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, uh, we're so happy that you're one of our first guests. Uh, we're done kissing your ass. So let's let's get into this. Have you? Do you watch comedy? No. I fucking love that. Not um, a, I mean, I know you're like a big fan of Seinfeld. Do you watch yeah, his stand-up? I mean, I watched it here when you put it on, but like if I'm... On your own, you won't. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to turn on stand-up. What are you turning on as far as stuff that entertains you? Man, I, I go back. I was watching uh, Dick Van Dyke, Rhoda, Mary Tyler Moore, That's Bob crazy. Newhart. Like, I love that because it's so well-written and it's just so pure. There's like no extra text and no extra, no, none, none of that shit. It's just straight comedy, straight good writers. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all like dead. How are we gonna talk gossip about them? Do you have any uh, fucking nineteen fifties I mean, Bob Newhart gossip? I, I don't know. I will say <laughs> was like, he the Illuminati? No, but I will say Rhoda. That I've been watching Rhoda lately, and she 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 ain't as strong as she was on Mary Tyler Moore. She like all over this guy Joe, and he don't really want to fuck with her. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is, this ain't the Rhoda the I know, fuck? yo. This ain't the Rhoda I know. How dude. great would it be if Charles started a uh, like Nick uh, at Night podcast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you just review your like Dick Van Dyke and, and oh, I love it. whatever. I love oh. Dick Van Dyke and all that stuff. You, I mean, it's in your face the shit that you love. Why? And it's such yeah. a random podcast to start. Anyway, that's these are ideas past this hot comedy gus. All right, because I I, don't, I didn't watch the Jim Jeffries special, but I did watch the I, Hannibal. I Burns didn't one. know we were supposed to watch the Jim Jeffries special. Uh, I didn't watch it either. Uh, okay, let's talk about. Uh, Girls want to fuck you later. 
<laughs> this is gossip, all right? Yeah, He's putting funny. his own gossip on this. Yeah. I've also been told I have the best dick yeah. ever. Well, my fiance yeah. says mine is one of them that she's had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I want we, but we did watch. I, I, I want to follow one second with Charles. Uh, please don't look at chicks right now. <laughs> I know you're on Molly. Uh, Wait, we were gonna leave that a mystery. I'm sorry. I, uh, no, Charles and, and both of y'all, your feelings on like being a comedian watching stand up is, is it's it in, different? Like, do you, did you watch it before you started doing stand up? I watched so much of it. For real? I had like three TVs, and one would just be comedy, and one, I just had Comedy Central on another TV just watching stand up all day. Interesting. I would listen to stand up. I used to work at this book binding store. At warehouse, and I, I, the only thing I ever stole from there was uh, George Carlin's Napalm and Silly Putty. So That's I, an album or a album, book? yeah. Uh. So I, I used to listen to so much comedy, so much, and it wasn't until like I started not writing comedy to where I was like, I can't listen to it anymore. Interesting, because you thought it might influence you because you're just it sick will, of it. It will influence me, yeah. Because I, your shit's I so like unique in a way. I don't see right that off the brain. So if I hear somebody say something, I don't want to say their phrasing yeah, or something like that. And even if I say what they say, I don't want. I want it to be come from pure spot. I don't want to have heard it, and then you know we can have the same thought, but I want it to be pure. Interesting. So, but that that's kind of sad though, because in in becoming a comedian, you become not a fan of stand up anymore, like the uh, you know what I mean. You know, that's also an ego thing too, because I am not famous. I will say, you're a good listener, at least to me, when yeah. I'm on stage or something. Oh, yeah, I, I can, can hear you laughing in the back, yeah. and you're not. Yeah, like, I can I can watch people. I leave when they start talking about pussy. <laughs> I don't want to hear about sex jokes at all. I respect that, man. But like, I, I, I think I love. I, I don't. I can separate the craft from the from what, being a fan of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Being able to do it, to being a fan of it. But I have caught myself in situations of like, oh, I think I just did this joke. Yeah. I think I just did that joke. I have because yeah. you're young and you and you. It's like you're learning how to do things, and sure. your brain is hasn't developed yet on how to. Your joke muscle yeah. isn't there yet. I've so even I had once that, that like I did really think up independently, and then later heard a bit that was very similar, and yeah. that bugs me because i'm like do i keep doing my bit that is kind of if you didn't steal it keep doing it because some pe people want to hear your perspective yeah like a hundred people can have the same bit that's fine i want to hear your perspective and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. your fans i do. tease a buddy because he had a michael jackson pedophile <laughs> joke that was dead before Chappelle even released oh, a yeah, special yeah. word for word dead on yeah, yeah. the same joke yeah. and he puts when he saw it he just puts his arms like that's not mine anymore yeah. Oh yeah, when, it's, when it goes too big, it's, it's not yours. But yeah, even I think somebody had a tiny house joke, and I yeah. just wrote Jesse saying like, um, "They just did your fucking tiny house yeah. bit." Or what whatever. are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah. Um, it's first to film it basically. And, yeah, yeah, at that point. But then that I got accused of doing a Ron White joke on on a social media, and I filmed mine first, but it's still Ron White's joke, I guess. I guess. Uh, that was crazy. And and. Some people are just wrong or something. Yeah, whatever. Common thought exists. Whatever. Um, but you are a joke thief for sure. That's 100%. what people. I stole them like bread. Kind of, like Aladdin of bread. Or, uh, I want to, I want to, we could talk about the, what do you want to do? Talk about Charles Kelly a little more about, get into the 
albums because you wrote some notes and I don't want to. No, 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 I didn't uh, write any notes. I, I just. It, I, I, I'm avoiding them a little bit because I didn't do my homework as much as we can. But uh, how do you feel about Hannibal Burris? We watched his new special. Uh, uh, Hannibal Burris tried to get with my ex-wife, so I don't. I don't support him. And uh, you mentioned Are some you married serious? shit earlier today, and I was like, Wait, is he fucking around? Or this is a part of hot comedy no, goss, dude. This is hot comedy goss. You weren't married. You just call her like your wife. For real though. Yeah, because I had a show at uh, San Jose. Kasim Bentley put me and my ex-wife on the show, so we were up there, and then we stopped off at the. Uh, Get a little closer. At the Improv or whatever's over there in San Jose. The Improv, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Stroy was over there with Hannah Burris. These are all Bay comics, by the way. Bay Area yeah. com- comedians. So I went over there and saw him, and he was giving my ex-wife a little bit of a look a stronger look than he should have okay yeah i mean do you think he knew that she was taken or whatever i'm standing next to him okay Man, that's <laughs> all fame too because he does i know a couple comics who hooked up with him word oh yeah, yeah. uh Hannibal? Yeah. yeah oh man yeah one when he was in the bay and one when mm-hmm. he was in new york that that's that. I mean, I don't know why that's wild to me. Comic trying to fuck. I'm like, oh, crazy. Comic trying to fuck. Oh my god. Um, I was telling Charles not to hit the light on the table. <laughs> uh, but see, that's got to be that a uh, huge. Re- I mean, even yeah, if you're yeah. like, hey, yo, Charles, watch the Hannibal Burst, but you'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not I watching mean, shit. Before, before I wasn't a fan anyway. He's very like low energy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he definitely and is that. I don't, I don't, I don't really like. I'm so like. I don't want to watch people. I think I'm funnier than. Okay. So. It's about uh, wording and pacing for me sure, with him. Sure. I like him a lot. I like him a lot I too. Like That's why the pacing and the wording right. is what I like. Um, this special, I think, was right in his pocket. I don't think it changed my life or anything. Um, I don't even. I didn't write down the name of the special. It was Miami Night, Hot Miami Nights. Hot Miami Nights. I liked it because he utilized. I mean, well, Kevin Hart utilized it first, the back screen, yeah. and he just did it in like a weird oh, yeah, no, adult swim kind of like, like fucking sw- like in it, like when it was time for him to uh, talk about like devil shit or like fire. Fire came up and his voice changed. Yeah. I liked. It. I thought I thought when, it was tight. like a couple minutes in. I was like, this is a little overwhelming. They were doing a lot of different. Uh, switching the shot like every yeah, few seconds yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But then it kind of settled in and definitely when he was telling his whole story about uh, getting arrested and stuff like that, it was perfect yeah. to have the it was screen perfect. in the back and be able to like play footage of it uh, and then comment I'm on it. like, yo, tell jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm like, these get, days people get, have like story jokes, specials, you know what I'm saying? these new specials and stuff. I watch Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Hold on, Jim Jeffries is my dude. I, I love Jim. He's Jeffries. great. Yeah. yeah, so good. So, but like, just tell me jokes. Don't, don't, don't give no screens. Don't give no projectors. I mean, what if you're also telling the jokes? Don't you think it could add to it? No, you go on Saturday Night Live for that. You go, you go on Daily Show for that. Okay. I don't. I don't Purist, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't want to see. Yeah. But like, what about when Kevin Hart did it? But he did it in a stadium, though. That was because they could. He's like this big to like fifty thousand people know, in the back. You know, Kevin Hart works so much that you know he. I don't blame him from do for doing any, anything. Yeah. He does so much that of course he would. Of course, you know he got to throw some prompters in there. Yeah, you know, I just realized we're like doing like uh, for reviewing a special of of. I just realized oh, uh, somebody tried to get at Charles's ex, so it doesn't matter. We're like, I heard Hannibal Burris has got a thirteen inch dick. We're like, it's how he uses it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. always gonna come back with a counter. That guy ain't shit, yeah. and I yeah. fuck it. I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I will give him, you know, I won't say that. I say he's, you know, people like him, people like him. But as far as me go, I'm not, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you have to watch it. I I liked it though. I wouldn't like if I want someone to know what Hannibal Burst is like. I think that's a good example of it. I would and go Animal Furnace. His yeah, first for one. Sure, for his sure. first it's one. It's not. Yeah. I think it's. Um, but he's fun. I remember when I was a huge Mitch Hedberg fan, and when Hannibal Burst first kind of hit the scene, people were talking about him being the Black Mitch Hedberg because uh, they're kind of shorter, sillier jokes and. Um, He's a reason yeah, Cosby's in jail, I dude. wouldn't say that necessarily. He yeah. is. Uh, Notice the tone I said it either. like it was a shame. <laughs> the reason Cosby's in jail, dude. <laughs> Goddamn shame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. But, like, that's, that's the only special we've watched. Yeah. Uh, well, I watched uh, some of the Eddie Pepper tone. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, I watched it late night on Edibles, so that's not a I great. Love Eddie. But I he was too. great. It was great. Uh, he's wild how he can, like, go really big and get really into it. Uh, but he's silly. Yes, he's not he's, like some people no, go silly. big, but they're like annoying with yes. it. But he's like, he's doing it and then he goes back to some other. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's great. He's yeah. real silly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Eddie Pepper. Yeah. yeah, hot He's a nice guy. Um, I want to hear a little more about Charles. Charles Kelly. Uh, where are you from, bud? Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, you were talking about um, watching specials all the time and shit like that. Did you, like, think about being a stand-up comedian back in the day? Always knew. Always, always knew? Always knew. Um, I watched Dick Van Dyke growing up, and I, I love that he just had a pen and a pad, and he could, you know, write shit. And the day I got arrested, the day I got out, I'm in my aunt's car, and we're driving. Uh, I don't know if I... Got arrested. I don't know if I was even in jail. You mind elaborating on like arrested for and just weed shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a house full of weed, a grow house, and so we're driving me and my aunt, and she's just talking yada yada. And she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "You know, if nothing else, if all else fails, I could do stand up comedy." And I said this way before, you know, anything because I watched comedy all day. How old are you right now, then? Like, out of, right, oh, fresh out of man. high school or something? No, I was like 23. Because after high school, I, you know, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Because I wanted to write. Let's talk about that for a second. Because I just found out about that for the first time. I've known you for a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> you finish high school. Yeah. Uh, you fucking around. Are you getting in trouble and shit like that? Nah, no. I was, cool. I was just, just a wild kid, you know. Not in a bad, wild way. Yeah. Just wild. Yeah, yeah. Similar yeah. to now. Yeah. Uh, and when did you... So, pro wrestling, you're already thinking about performing. Yeah, you're already thinking... And I wanted to write the, the scripts. That's what I wanted to do. The shit talking. Yeah, like, that's what Patrice O'Neill did, you know that? Really? He, he wrote for the WWE, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write the scripts in the back and all that stuff. And also, like, performing was cool because there's not too many, like black guys that did it. So it was like, you know, football, everybody's done, you know, basketball, people have done. And this was, uh, this was something fun that I could just express myself physically and, you know, I could be funny and have a character. Did you, you went through a whole like six week course type thing or what, what was it's it? It's like six months and I stopped because it was three of us and it's crazy. But one day 
one of the dudes came over to pick me up to go. And I hid from him. Oh, shit. Why'd you hide from him? Yeah, it was your phone. But why'd you hide from him? <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I just felt, I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it that day. And for some reason, we got the call later that day that he got, uh, they beat the fuck out of him. What they do. And his brain started bleeding. Wait, 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 wait. Who's, the, what, they elaborate. They beat the fuck out of him. They were going to pick the you up. The wrestlers. Okay, the re- why'd yeah. they beat the fuck out of him? Because it's training. They just train. They're just bigger than you. They've been. Is it like hazing kind of thing? It's, it is kite hazing, but I totally understand it, though, because if, like I said, if I'm going to, if we're going to wrestle, you pretty much have my life in your hands. Yeah. So I'm going to need to know that you've been through the ringer of this. And it's once you get in it, uh, don't get in it just for the entertainment. We're going to beat the shit out of you. If you can take it, then you down. If you can't, I mean, Charles couldn't take it. <laughs> I, mean, I, couldn't, I couldn't. I was like, this ain't. but it was really stupid though. I I really could have. Should this just one of the hate crime? Was your other guy black too? This sounds no, wild as guy. fuck. Was, I was gonna I was, say, I was with Jesus two white guys. Christ! But it was just you know, I I totally understood it, and I was like, nah, that's that's dangerous, boy. I got to get out of that. But I got shot selling drugs, so. <laughs> Uh, that's a fun transition. I'm I sure gotta, the listening public wouldn't mind th- that story. I just love that. I I got. I was gonna get beat up for fake fighting, yeah. and then sh- it's just all right. Yeah. What would, I'll be, be, we'll elaborate on that. I just want to know before we stop the wrestling thing. What was your uh, character? Yeah, that's that was just before we continue with. Scoot a little closer, please. Little pin in it. Everybody wants to know that. Um, it would have been Jason Moore. I've never said this. But it would have been Jason Moore. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I like my, that was my brother's name, Jason. I like that name. And um, uh, Moore was just, you could just play off that. We want more, we hate more. No more. Okay, I was going to say, is it yeah. more? Give me, like, yeah, so and then you, you could just do, like, a gimme, and then yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, I got was that. Was there, like, a character to you? Were you stony or anything like that? No, no. It was more just like, uh, it was the Hardy Boy Edge days. So I got yeah. it. I got it. So you it you coming strange. in with some purple pants and energy. I loved it, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. What's I like, like that. Uh, the toughest, most dangerous move you could do or something like that or you learn there? I mean, I could do a Hurricane Rana. What the any, fuck is that? Anything. When you get on their shoulders and flip them. That's oh. fucking... <laughs> you can do that? Yeah. Or you could... Can you do that now? Some training, maybe? Probably good. I don't know. That would be something. If I could still do that, that's crazy. Because I, I can get you. Here's oh, the thing. my God. Here's the thing. I know. If you want to get in a wrestling league, I can get you into a wrestling league. I, You know, I've always thought about, like, maybe I could dunk again. <laughs> maybe I could I'm serious. This. I get but you in contact with the wrestling Rana. league. I Hurricane Rana again. I know a comic who's a wrestler that'll get you into a league in San oh, Diego. Oh, no. I'm, I'm so. You know, you're uh, talking Mikey or what? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm so beat up now. I'm not even. I'd have to. It's a comedy, but yeah. all right. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. drug shot. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put a we drug shot because this is hot comedy goss, and this mm. is we're getting to his goss. Okay. What I mean, what, the, you just put it. I put a pin in it, oh. but then you said, and then I just got shot smoking weed. What is oh, that about? Oh, the shot story. I, if, you, <laughs> if if you've ever seen me on a podcast, I've told this story. I I was just selling drugs, and the crack you, cocaine kind. No, no, it's just it's pounds of weed. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, it's just Everybody Baltimore, Baltimore wire, yeah. yada yada. Yeah, you just know what it is. 
So these all pooky from uh, the wires based on. Well, off I me. feel like there's a you're doing a little yada yadas in there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just I don't really like. We don't have to. It's not this comfortable. Is comedy yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Let's. Uh, you want to get back to some comedy shit? Yeah. Comedy news. Um, comedy news. Do you think I'm funnier than Dave Chappelle? No. No. Do you Sorry think you're funnier than Dave Chappelle? Uh, I think people have said you have the hottest ten minutes in L.A., and I think you on a 10 minute thing could fucking if he's up at the comedy store sometime and you, oh, yeah, you could have the most memorable set then okay i think you're here's the thing and let me let me explain this to you as far as how to explain ourselves i think you're, you're as far as a sprinter that 10 i, I don't think yeah, a lot of people can follow it but it, once you get past that how do you get i mean against Chappelle. Like, against Chappelle. it's like how you're like disappointed that we don't think you're funnier than the funniest comic of ever all time <laughs> who started at like 15 and was a prodigy then ask but, me if you're better than jordan right now well you i'm wearing jordans right now we play ball so do you think i'm better than michael jordan well no fuck no. <laughs> uh okay did you score a point on me that's what i'm saying okay. i was like what are we talking how about how much right better now? than I'm five six and morally obese, and, and that is the biggest, um, uh, I think, criticism of me or like hold up of me. People don't. People wonder what I could do past like ten fifteen minutes. Well, that's not fair because a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do longer than that in L.A. And that's the truth. I don't. I don't get the opportunity to do longer than that. So really, what I'm doing up there, I'm not even. I have sex jokes that I don't even do. So I'm up there for ten minutes. Just spewing bullshit, and I really haven't even gotten to any real jokes. For sure, we're not saying like you, the ten is your oh, best okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get off that, just because yeah, we're yeah. on a bit of a a time thing right yeah. now. Uh, we have someone we're gonna call. Uh, just talking about the state of comedy in general right now. I want to hear about when clubs are gonna open back up and. Uh, possible shutdowns and things like that. So uh, we're going to give Ron Vi a call. He is the booker for the world-famous Punchline in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, super funny comic himself and a friend. And uh, an all-around gay guy. Yeah, he's a homosexual as well. We didn't, I don't know if, why that's <laughs> I was going to say good guy. I was going to say good guy, but I was a gay guy. It's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I support Ron Vi. Otherwise, the shit he knows it. Yeah. And if he heard that joke, he'd be like, "You're fat." I know you hear me, Ron. <laughs> I was just letting you guys go and <laughs> waiting. See, see what I can hear, what I can catch you. Yeah. Ron, welcome to the perfect show for you. This is hot comedy goss. Hot comedy what? Goss, like gossip. Uh -huh. Don't call it gay, Ron. I'll fight oh, you. Oh, is that? <laughs> Is that what they call it? Is goth? That, yeah. Is that the you never heard that before? Analogy? Yeah, yeah. What's the hot goth? Is that what the kids are saying? Yeah. I mean, us. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. Yeah. But I think people are talking about that. Oh, yeah. Like so 10, you're down. You, you you got the lingo. I keep my ear to the street. You're picking it up now over distance learning. <laughs> yeah. It won't be cool anymore after we're talking about it. But Fuck uh, no. I got the website. So we're hot comedy goths, and we appreciate you uh, being a guest on our show. We're. One thing we want to just talk about is just state of comedy, and you're definitely someone uh, heavily involved in all that. First of all, just how you doing, bud? You know, I'm fine. I'm. I woke up very late today. <laughs> how late? Very late. Uh, 
um, how many? Like one thirty p.m. two p.m. or so. That's pretty uh, good. I went down a wormhole. Yeah, I went down a wormhole last night. Of um, I'm looking at buying a car. What you're gonna and buy a so, car? I've never known you to have a car. I, yeah, I got rid of it many, 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 many years ago because you get many, 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 many parking tickets in San Francisco. So uh, but I'm kind of like, I, I, you know, public transportation doesn't exist anymore. I feel kind of stuck. So I'm looking in. You know what I'm doing? This time period has people like second guessing everything and they're sort of like not spending money. For whatever reason, I'm rebelling and starting to spend money. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at a bank car, but it's very stressful and figuring out what you want because I'm gay. If if your audience can't tell by this voice, I um, so I, I'm very persnickety. We're persnickety. We're a gay couple, so we want the nicest thing. But I'm also cheap, and I don't want to spend the money. But I also don't want to spend ten thousand dollars on like. Uh, I don't know, like a uh, Ford Fiesta or something. Like I want, you know. Why the so fuck anyway, would you get a Ford Fiesta? Never mind. <laughs> I, I just bought a car two weeks ago off of uh, Craigslist, and I enjoyed the process. And I'm down to give you some tips in the in the future. That seems dangerous, though. Buying a Craigslist is where you're supposed to go for like a job, a new couch, and a circle jerk. Like, <laughs> um, he included all three, man. Just, just kidding. No couch. Just uh, the whole car buying process seems shady. It's like how you're not supposed to buy a puppy. PSA, everyone. You shouldn't buy an animal off of Craigslist. When people buy puppies and stuff off of Craigslist, they're usually kind of like sick and diseased. A lot of them have parvo and things like that. So not only are you going to get a hot comedy tip, you're getting a puppy tip here from Ron Vi. <laughs> so you're you getting puppy goss from fucking Ron Vi, dude. I didn't know that. Hot, 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 hot puppy goss right there. How are the cats? That's my real question. Well, just as you asked that, Jasper, who does not like having the attention diverted from him, has now climbed on top of me. Let me give you a little... Um, a little sort of snapshot of what things look like now as Ron Vi is talking to you with Hot Comedy Cops. Ron Vi is on a brand new couch that we recently got that is covered in old Ikea um, uh, comforters because the cats were going to scratch up so we, the furniture. So we paid a lot of money for a nice shiny new couch that we can't see because it's cats. It's all in like Ikea furnishings covered up with Ikea stuff in 2002. I am in a hoodie covered in cat hair and Golden <laughs> Girls pajama pants. Oh, hell and, and I now have a cat named Jasper crawling on top of me, fighting his way for attention and to get to the cell phone. You might even be able to hear him purring. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. So the cats are doing um, great. There's Jasper and there's Devereaux, named after the Golden Girls, too. God so, yeah. damn, so there's, man. There's your hot, there's your hot pussy goth. <laughs> God damn it! You are this entirely different person from when you're this. People consider you this tyrant at the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> All these comics are terrified of you at the punchline. So funny. I don't yeah, understand how anybody who looks like me, five seven, is kind of very like. Um, uh, I'm not. I don't have a threatening body. Present. You um, have a you have good I posture. I'll say you walk around you like what? You have good posture. You walk around with some confidence. You got your little clipboard. <laughs> I feel like Run. I could get a little snippy if somebody yeah. says something stupid or catches me at the wrong time. I mean, because comics are not the best at being aware. I like self-aware. Like um, 
to you. Uh, uh, but Ron, but yeah, why won't you I pull me up? Really I'm funny. Ron. Ron, one second. Yeah. Charles Kelly's here. I'm going to give him my headphones, uh, so I'm going to be off the line for a second, but uh, he would like to say hi. He's I a- like Charles Kelly. Hello, hello, Ron. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. I just want to say I love you and I miss you. And thank you. Well, let me tell you something about you, Charles Kelly, which I think I've said before, but if this is going to be recorded, I might as well say it and give a compliment or whatever. Um, uh, we barely have um, talked so far about the hot comedy goss or the, the perspective that people want to give me other than that they said that I'm intimidating. But I think I put Charles Kelly up um, either my first or my second week that I was running things, uh, uh, you know, on the Sunday Night Showcase and whatever. And people, uh, I had like people like hit me up the next day or two on Facebook and like, oh, you put Charles Kelly up. How did that go? Was it horrible? And I was like, F you, it was great because, and mind your own business. And that's the problem for comedians is that they're so focused on everybody else and they think they're better than everybody else and they don't mind their stupid business and just let what they do focus on stage. And in my opinion, Mr. Charles Kelly, you can be dirty, but you knew how to do it for that crowd in front of you that night. And it was great. And I will forever remember that you did very, very well. I don't think I saw you in the place again after that, but I... uh... (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be there, fool. (laughs) Well, I think he moved, right? You moved. moved. But, but yeah, and that was like my, like, I'm not, I don't want, I don't, I like gossip. I love gossip and I love like talking shit with comics whatever. But like, don't worry about who's getting up where and who's doing what and what else they're doing and who's getting ahead of you. Just show up on stage and yes. let your comedy and your skill set speak for yourself because four, this is four years later and I still remember you having a very good set knowing how to do it that night yeah. where I was about 500 other sets that I've completely forgotten about. So anyway, nice. that's my compliment. Don't expect me to be so nice after this. He's giving the headphones. I want to keep up the. I want to keep up the intimidating. The intimidating. You should. I I love it. I love it when comics complain. They're like, "Ron's so scary with the clipboard." No, like it's because you're not funny. He's not. (laughs) He's not putting you up because you're not ready yet. That's and then when they are ready, you put them up. Just real quick. Sorry. Uh, You told your own story. About like before, not maybe not right here. About like how you got seen and how you wound up going up. And there are rules, and there are, I mean how you got passed too. And there are rules, and there are processes. And I expect everybody to you know follow them. I mean Heather at Roosters says like she tells people like every club has a game. Your job is to figure out the game and whether you want to play it. Her game is like a Wednesday night you know showcase. Our thing is the Sunday showcase and. Other clubs have the ways that they book things. And as a comic, it's just kind of like researching a job that you're applying for. You know, you might um, look at an ad and be like, okay, well, I don't want to work lunches at this place for a year until I get dinner shifts. I want dinner shifts right away, so it's not for me. It's the same thing with comedy. She's totally right in saying that. It's just that, like, don't complain about it. Just figure it out, it, what the process is there, and if it works for you, do it and if it doesn't don't complain just don't do it and find next club because there's no shortages of clubs there's no shortages of stage time right but the last thing we want to hear you do is whine about anything 
<laughs> Straight from the booker's mouth. Thank Who winds the most, veterans or, or open micers, as far as getting up? Who winds the most? Yeah, as far as a comic who is probably is funny, you just haven't put him up in a while, or I think this day and age, oh, this day and age, you know, I feel like it's more like the new, the new class and the open micers. And of course, COVID is changing everything. But is anybody hitting you up about anything punchline related right now? Very few. I do occasionally get get stuff, but I'm not even focusing on that. The clubs are closed right now, you know, and I, I'm not really involved in too much. We've just been doing these like Zoom shows and these uh, live Q and A's on Instagram just to have like some sort of presence and keep some things going. But everything is in such a stage of limbo and uncertainty. Uh, most people have have stopped hitting me up early on. There were people, but I mean, I've set my avails out to certain clubs, but I did my research to make sure um, that those clubs, you know, there were the clubs that were opening, you know, and clubs that I already work at. And I'm like, hey, I'm down, you know, just yeah. so that you know, since I'm already in at those places. Uh, and that's the thing, by the way, like as someone, there's not a lot of comedy club bookers I know of that are also like comics. And I like to think of myself as a working comic. Uh, but so I get it on both ends and I am never trying to make anybody jump through hoops and I'm never trying to make anybody do something that I, not only that I wouldn't do, but that, that I didn't do because I did this whole process under a different person in charge 19 years ago. Right. And this process works and anybody who is passed comes out on the other end of it saying, you know, how, how much it like worked. And it's really what happens is people get so excited about comedy. You know how many people do comedy for a week and then they want to get up to the punchline? They're so delusional about it. And I also think it's good to protect that stage time because it is good stage time. It's important stage time. For sure. And I remember... What? Sorry. uh, I almost wanted you, like, it's a nice little opportunity. It's a super famous club. What is the process? Because it's kind of a, it's a process that's a little controversial. Gary Goldman was talking about it on his uh, tweets and shit like that. Like to get up at the punchline, what is, what do, yeah, what's the process? Listen. And to get I, work at the punchline, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah. listen. This process existed, I'll explain the process a little more in depth in a moment. It mm-hmm. existed way before me. Um, it's existed for at least 25, 30 years. And it's been a process that has um, proven that it works. And I'm just like one person and there's still a head booker ahead of me, someone who oversees everything, someone who books the headliners. I basically, my title is a local talent coordinator. So I deal with a lot of the locals and grooming them and auditioning them and getting them ready to work the clubs. And I think I've been a little more, um, I don't want to say difficult. No, difficult is not the right word. But but I'd rather, my theory is, why audition anybody because they want an audition? Why don't I, I'd rather audition people that I feel like are 99 to 100% ready to work the club. So I audition them and I pass them rather than giving anybody an audition and failing 75% of them. Yeah, and you're not in passing the scene, so along, you know right? what they're going to be bringing so, probably. Yeah, anyway might as well part. wait a year later. Bar shows don't necessarily mean you're good at a club. 
Okay. And then being good in the club for seven minutes on Sunday night doesn't mean you're necessarily good at hosting, which is the way that everybody has to start. But more or less, the process that we speak of is attending the Sunday night showcases um, at the punchline. Comics have to attend for a period of time before they're chosen to go up. And then if they go up and they do well, they kind of go into a rotation. Um, you know, this process, we have not talked about it. I'm just only going to assume that it's going to change when comedy comes back after COVID because I don't think you're going to be able to operate at capacity. And you don't want, you know, yeah, for a, bunch a long of people time. packed in the back for necessarily, I guess, yeah, they could be so it is in the, going, in the it, side, outside. But. Right. It is going to change. And the way we do comedy is changing. And I don't think Zoom comedy shows are just going to disappear. I think they're actually going to be a part of the fabric of comedy. And I am enjoying Zoom comedy shows. Uh, you don't have to get, well. you have to leave. You could just be with your cats and tell jokes. <laughs> exactly. And it takes a little bit of, the first time you do it, it's kind of weird. Uh, and it's like a whole new, just in comedy, people are like, oh, you could do comedy, you could do anything. It's like, yeah, but hosting is one skill set. Riffing is another skill set. And being good at it, I mean, I guess in theory, anybody could riff, but can they do it well? You know, riffing and then being able to go back to material is another thing. Headlining is a whole different thing. Doing more time. You know how many times people pass by the host or feature if they're really good and be like, oh, you should have been the headliner. And that's a great compliment. But remember, you're only doing 15 to 25 versus 45 or 50. Not everybody can make the jump in, in time. So I always tell people, you know, the first step is hosting. And I think you need a solid 25 or 30 to host because you're going to do 15. But what if you have to stretch it out for some reason? What if the headliner like or the feature like doesn't show up and you have to do more? What if the headliner comes in and puts restrictions on you the last minute? Work clean. Don't tell mommy jokes. Don't tell daddy jokes. Don't tell jokes about this or that or whatever. You need to not, you know, you need to be able just to go in and replace it with just some good material. You know, I don't have patience when I hear stories. I heard a story of somebody who did another club and last minute that night, the person was hosting there for the first time, last minute the headliner was like, you need to work clean, you need to be PG. And the comic freaked out that they didn't have 15 minutes to fill PG um, and they started freaking out about it. But I don't have patience for that particular comic. Way before I was involved, auditioned, with the other person at Punchline who was doing the auditions before me. I talk around because I don't like to be named. Um, uh, and that person said to them, you don't have enough clean material to host. It's too dirty up top. Go back, get right clean material, and hit me up in six months or so, and I'll give you another audition. That person, that comic, never followed up on that. Never wow. took that booker up on the offer. Four years go by, then they're put in the same situation where they're told to work clean and they don't have the time and they can't do it. I don't have patience for that because you were given Jesus. valid, valuable and valid sort of feedback and you were just lazy and you didn't run with it. You know, I don't want anybody to change their act. You have to do you. If you're not a clean, like, oh, cats are different from dogs, like comic, that's not you. But there's still a way to be you but also work around what you need to work around because the fact is that you're going to have to be clean if you want late night. Like, what is your goal? Do you want to be on TV? Most often you're going to have to work around it and be clean on TV. Do you want to make money? You know, like, you're just going, there's still a way to be you and do you. 
Charles Kelly, could you do you clean? Mm-hmm. Cool. Have you had to do? I could switch uh, pussy to pizza. True. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> pussy to pizza. I love it. What uh, did he say? Switch pussy to pizza. That's what he said. He just talked about this- pizza the whole time. Uh-huh. Opening up that box. Hey, there's great ways <laughs> to work around pizza, and make rules. Little Caesars. No, that's why I've seen Charles do it. can be broken. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd rather hear him say this gay voice. I'd rather hear him say pizza than pussy. Just a quick comment, Ron. I, I mean, I at first when you're you're starting out new, you're you don't understand the process of what how the punchline operates. Things you don't understand it because you're new, you know. And then as process as it goes on, you appreciate it because there are times when you give that comic a chance. That comic that's not ready, you throw them that bone, Mm -hmm. and they eat the fattest bag of garbage on stage and then you just have to you are it's all on you all the comics look when somebody's bombing on stage they not only look at the comic they kind of look at ron like why did you put that person up and you gotta be like (laughs) you gotta be like i have to give this person and then they bomb and now you're scrambling to like all right i need to put this strong person to bring the room back so it's a whole different thing well and plus i'm gonna say sorry the the process has been in place for a long time and the punchline's super well-respected and famous and I hear comics on podcasts saying like talking shit about features at some places but they're like but you know you go to a place like the punchline it's, it's going to be good you know uh they they vetted them basically yeah well you want to see things on the episode like oh even the host was good or all the acts were good or the openers were just as great as like the uh headliners I'm going back to what you were saying about eating a bag of shit. There's one time but Thomas was like, I've been coming for two and a half years and I never got up. I'm like, really? I don't think you have been coming over that long, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Put them up. They couldn't do five minutes without their notebook. Literally pulled up the stool, opened up their giant composition notebook. And I'm like, I'm sorry, if you've been coming for two and a half years, you should not only be able to do more than five minutes, but you should be able to do it without a notebook. Um, Secondly, I don't allow notes. (laughs) I don't allow notes. And I think notes were something that held me back for a very long time. And I really work for the audience. And if they, shit's expensive. If they're paying $20, $25, $30 a head to be there, on top of a two-item minimum, on top of whatever their bridge tolls and parking, whatever costs, like they deserve a high-quality show, you know? And comedy is all about who you are. Uh, and giving your point of view. So if you went on a job interview and they said, uh, Matt, tell me something about yourself. You need notes to tell the interviewer about yourself. You don't need notes. You know who you are. So it's the same thing here. And if you have, you're listening to this and you have notes uh, in your act, like get rid of them and you may, you know, fall the first few times. We're only going to learn from falling. It it bothers the shit out of me it bothers- when I when when we go when I go on Sunday rarely and then and then a comic goes up and just just bombs. It's like you're wasting everybody's fucking time. It's like what are you doing here? It bothers because you got why are, are you-, you not trying to be undeniable? I don't I don't get it. It bothers the shit out of me. I I mean I could tell you somebody else asked me one time. It's like after seven years of being an SF, I guess I'm not getting past the punchline and I'm moving now. Can you tell me what um what is it I can do in the next place differently? And it took me four weeks to write back. And I even said, like, I'm taking my time so I can give you a very, um, 
well-thought-out answer. And so I did write this person back, and I was like, listen, you've been coming around, and I've never seen you have a solid seven-minute set. I've never seen you do seven that made me say, I want to see you do 15. And it's inconsistent from time to time. And within, like, five minutes, I had a reply from this person that was almost turning into an argument. And I'm like, oh, this is not a debate, okay? This is not a debate. But what they told me is, they go, um, you know what gets my goat? When I sit there on a Sunday and I see a comic go up, and three, minutes, three months later they go up and do some of the same jokes. I pride myself on doing a different seven minutes every time I go up. And that should count for something. I'm like, yeah, it explains why you always have a mediocre <laughs> set where four of it's good and three of it is bad. Don't do new material. I don't care. People think you're not an actor. You're not Meryl Streep. I don't give a shit about your range if your range is not all solid. I'd rather see you kill with the same seven-minute set because what I do too is what different audiences, yeah. right? Yeah. And and it's like okay, well, I'm going to put you up first after the host and see how you do that. Then I'm going to put you up late in the show, towards the end or at the end, and see how you do with a tired audience. Then I may put you up after a killer, or I might put you up after someone who is bombing to see if you can save it. Like these are little things; they're not like they're not they're tests in a way. But they're just to see, like, I need someone who is going to be, like, full proof. So there's a story that I don't remember the specifics, but all I remember is um, I put up a comic, a white comic, who bombed. No problem. Sometimes they're not the easiest. I get it. It's not, you know. So then I said, like, um, I don't remember what order I did. So let's say I said Anthony Kay was involved. I remember that, you know, and he's Latino, right? And I said, Anthony, I need you to go up early, bring up the energy. Anthony went up and killed. Then I put up a female comic, white. She was supposed to do five minutes. She did 12 and bombed. <laughs> and I was like, what is what is happening? So then let's say I went to like Chris Doran, who's also Latino, went up and killed. Then I put up another white comic, bombed. Then I went to Saul and I was like, I need you to go up now. And he killed. And somebody said, look at this. Mexicans are literally cleaning up after the white people tonight. <laughs> you know? I think you weren't part of that, though, weren't you? No, I part wasn't. Of that, like, I'm, ha- I'm you high half the time I'm there. <laughs> I think you were, because I think this was a time where you came with Anthony, like, quite a bit. I, I feel like you were a part of this, because there were three Latinos who worked the club that I usually would say for later in the show, and I put you guys all up early, all after white people who were bombing, and and that's a part of my job. My job is to know that like that roller coaster isn't ideal, but I know who can do what. Wow. Um, For sure. And, and and that's the other thing about just being present on the Sunday night. Even if you're not past at the club, you never know. My boss might turn to me and be like, somebody is looking for a comic, a local comic, to do 20 minutes all about teaching because it's for some teaching convention. I might think, oh, Matt Curry. Let's see. You know? So my job is to know who does what and how they handle it. And then, so every time you're in that club, there's an audition because you never know what might come across, you know. And it's so quick like, with you, too, because you like you, you got a clipboard and a pen and you just go up to that person and go, you're next. <laughs> it's so fucking great. You like pop up out of a garbage can. You're like, you're next. It like, reminds me I wanted to find a clip. Uh, there's a scene in Gangs of New York. Yeah. Where, I don't know if you've seen Gangs of New York, but. Everybody just, it's in a bunch of movies, but 
in the olden days where the woman would choose who to dance with and all the guys are all standing there mm. all chest puffed out and then yeah. she walks past anyway just nasty um, comics waiting well, for the for year me, next on Sunday night it's all about quality of show while giving people chances and trying out new talent but not sacrificing the show and knowing who's capable of what so if the audience is super hot I can give I'd rather put the newer people up for the first chance on a hot audience I don't want them to like do their first time in a shitty sometimes it is the audience I mean we should never blame the audience but occasionally it is oh, yeah. and occasionally it's the host who can't get the audience off the ground like there's so many factors that go into it you know and um, and I take my job very seriously I know that people want to work these clubs and it means a lot to them and I know that I'm pretty much the single person standing in their way but I also don't want to put up shit just to put up shit and I'm a comic too and it just does hurt me sometimes because I could just very well set trade but I'm not going to do that this isn't a bar show I'm not I mean you should see these crazy messages that I get hey I'm a comic from Fresno if you give me like a week at the punch I'm going to put you up on my show in Fresno I'm like yeah because that's an equal fucking trade it's a good you know? trade do you get pizza <laughs> probably I don't know <laughs> yeah it, it, it's I mean I've had comics tell me you know what's your favorite candy I'll bring you candy for stage time I, I mean I even had it I had a hand job offered to me one time, and they were very serious. No. Um, Someone, like, yeah, in the scene that, that we it. would know the name of? I'm just curious. Um. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I can remember their name. They're kind of like this, like, kind of a miker that has, like, um, come and gone through SF comedy for, like, 15 years. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> if I think of the name, I'll tell you Goodness off of this, but I'm not sure. saying, I'm not saying okay, on it. Never, like, cool. Ron, we're going to have to wind down because my mechanic's calling me and I'm going to have to use, but I, part of the reason we definitely wanted to call is just to get any updates you might have on, uh, yeah, you, I feel like I you're part no of some updates. meetings and nothing. shit like that. No updates? What, no, I mean, what is the process of trying to figure it out? Are I mean, I'm not involved in any yeah. of that. Like, yeah. I'm very important to most of the comics around here and I am so unimportant to the rest. It's just like, you know, I'm just, I deal with like, with all of you guys who want to work the club. And I mean, that's a very important part of the club because if people come and sit through a shitty post and a shitty feature, um, then, you know, they're not going to want to come back. You know, it's all about like that, like package deal. They're not going to want to sit through that to the headliner. And I, so I take it very important. Like you were just as important as the headliner. Thank it's you. just a little bit of a, of a, of a of a different thing like you need to be funny and you need to build your own following and, and you need to get the crap going but at the end of the day you're also feature too you're still warm up you're still warm up and it's not about you uh so it's a very you know sort of um fine line there uh to, to balance but i don't know anything i know that like they were just going to try to open the clubs when they could sacramento was open for three weeks before the new orders and we yeah. had to shut it down and it presents its own set of challenges, you know, opening with limited capacity. I talked to another comedy club owner today for a different club, and I'm not going to say what they're doing. It's not my place, and plus it's not a place yet, but they're trying something out that I think is, you know, speaks to the resilient the, the, the resilient nature of, like, comics and comedians and business owners. And I think it's very, very cool what they're going to attempt to do. Um, and 
uh, and we just got to take it one day at a time and try to make our way. Like I said, I've been a fan of Zoom shows, and I try to book comics where I know comedy is their main job, and they would be out there um, doing comedy, and they can't now. So it's not like I'm giving them tons of money. We're doing it on donations, but if I can just contribute in a small way to to them when they're not making money, like I think that's uh, very um, important. So I don't know what the future holds for any of the clubs that I'm a part of or any of them in general, because it just seems like we were about to get ready to get going again. We had a date that we wanted to get going and then everything just took a turn again in the last few weeks. Um, well, uh, sorry to end things on a sad note. It's good to hear your voice though, Ron. Yeah, it really is. And you're wonderful. And... Is it really ever good to hear this voice? <laughs> like you need two Advil after, after taking it. <laughs> God like, damn, don't be so hard on yourself. Cause I had the same voice. I try, I, <laughs> I try to, I try to talk like this, but yeah, it, it just, just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Be, Beer and pussy. That's my Fuck version yeah, of me trying to be straight. <laughs> but uh, I can go on about... Fuck you. Fuck you, bro. bro. So we're going to have sports. Anyway, I can um, go on forever about this because it's something that I'm very... Um, I'm passionate not only about comedy in my own comedy career, but about local comedy. 19 years in San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm seeing the scene go through a million different ways. And I'm super, you know passionate about it and yeah. having it be a well-represented and good scene. And, uh, we'd know. love to have you on yeah. again sometime. And do you have any social media you want to shout out? This is going to, people are going to listen to this first episode a bunch sometime. Listen, just, I mean, personally, people can follow me on Twitter. I'm very funny. Ron, Ron, Vi, R-O-N-N-R-O-N-N-V-I-G-H. And they got the Facebook and the Instagram and the X-Tube and, um, as well. Uh, <laughs> All right, follow so, Ron uh, on OnlyFans as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah, uh, cool try to fans, watch the Punchline right? Zoom shows, folks. Wow, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, why am I not promoting that? Live comedy on Zoom every Wednesday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Is so, that what it's um, called? What do they Google or what do they look for? Yeah, I mean, our website is Live Comedy on Zoom or Zoom Live Comedy. My co-producer understands technology and the internet, so he <laughs> nabbed those two uh, things. Silicon I Valley folks. No, I just started using an ATM like three years ago, so <laughs> uh, so I'm a little behind. But I'm learning. Speaking of the resilient nature of comics, I'm learning. I'm learning how to put videos together, and I'm learning how to operate Zoom shows, and they're little tiny things that any 25-year-old can do, but I'm not 25. I'm 41. So <laughs> I wasn't allowed to use technology in high school like most people because I went to a Catholic school and they thought it was like from the devil. So anyhow. Uh, Ron. I got to go. I know you're wrapping it up. No, you're, you're fantastic. Uh, give Ron, uh, give Jasper three pets on the head for me and uh, to keep the other one jealous. Uh, you've been a fantastic <laughs> guest. Uh, thank you for being on Hot Comedy Goss. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Uh, good talking to you. All right. Thanks Be for well. having me on Hot Comedy Goss. See you later, Ron. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, you didn't hear any of that, Charles. None of that information. We were so gamed up. I got the gist. <laughs> <laughs> Do me uh, a favor, guys. Talk for a second. I got to... Take care of something. Go ahead, man. Uh, so, yeah, give him the headphones. Give him the headphones. So that way... What if he murders him? We're not gonna murder anybody. You're you're too you're too uh you're too zooted. I'm fucking I'm 
I probably murdered somebody. I'm on my cold. I got that cold brew game going. Look, now that he's gone, let's talk some real shit. All right, Charles? Real shit. Now that dad's gone. <laughs> uh, a fucking. I'm all like, where'd you where'd you get your drugs? I want your drugs because I'm a total drug addict. Hot comedy goss. Salter Hill. Hot comedy goss. Uh, we really need someone to like. I'm trying to look at his notes on what he's got next. I felt bad like you not having. Uh... Oh yeah, I don't know what to bring up. Diversity in comedy. Oh yeah. Have you funny. ever have you ever felt not a part of something because you're black? Uh, always. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, it. that's what I'm intrigued by. Because they only let like one black person on the show. That is weird, huh? Yeah, they can't just let. To, I don't have to. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna be gone five ten minutes. Um, well, then, like, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll wrap, wrap it up. up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Like, I I want to talk about this real quick with him and they like for five minutes. No, what? Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's got. We're just real quick. Yeah. Uh, we've lost Matt. Matt is. Um, Going downstairs. Go ahead, Matt. Tell him. Thank you for tuning in to Hot Comedy Us, this first episode. Uh, my mechanic is keeping his place open because my car's still there and there's a little miscommunication, but I had a wonderful time. And thank you for being on the podcast, Charles. Uh, we have some more issues we'd like to talk about, but I'd like you guys to not wrap it up so suddenly. And uh, I'm out. Wheeling and dealing, dude. So I really want to just, I just want to talk about diversity in Los Angeles scenes for, I mean, I'm talking directly to a black comic and I'm going to talk to other comics with minorities who are women. Uh, do you feel that the, cause they're, they're trying to force diversity, right? But it feels like a lot of places, like you said, they're only going to, they feel like there needs to be a quota. And then when the problem with having the diversity in comic, when they feel they need to hit a quota, when they hit that quota, they'll just stop. They're like, all right, we already got a black comic. We don't need. It. We already got a Chinese comic. Yeah. That's what it feels like. On, I mean, be honest. Like when the more like safer mics, they're like, yeah. I don't know. When I when I just book people who are funny, I just book them because they're funny. It's not yeah. like, oh, I got a lesbian comic. We're good. You know what I mean? I yeah. So you felt that out here. Yeah. That's a. That's it's kind of. You know, you feel that everywhere. It's America. So that is. <laughs> I like how you got all real with me right there, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's right." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's there should be a saying: "Is it Black Lives Comics Live? Black Comics Lives Matter." All right, yeah. Black Comics Lives Stage Let's Time matters. Stage Give them that goddamn stage yeah. time. I've always said said this uh, before, and I feel like because there's always, at least in Sacramento where I'm from, I'm not necessarily sure of the Bay, but there's there is a segregation, not necessarily segregation, oh, but yeah. there's a separation of black comics, and, and club scenes, yeah. and then white comics. But it feels like those white comics that we're talking about is like the alt scene, like yeah. the fucking the hipster scene. Yeah, they get in though. The fucking all it, that shit work. You don't got, and that's the thing. I like. For us, you gotta be extra good, and for for them, you don't. They can be uh, mediocre. I just, so. you are right. For if they want. if it's a black comic, that's like if they're talking about a black comic, it's because they're phenomenal, not yeah. because they're mediocre. Yeah. And if if it's like a hipster white comic who's just like saying all the right things and gets yeah. applause, god damn. Somebody's buddy or somebody, but like if. if Thanos did this with the funny. A lot of people would be like, "You're all <laughs> <laughs> just like that." Yeah, a lot of people would 
So you're saying, I mean, Ron Vi is the Thanos of San Francisco comedy. That's what he does. I love how he was so, you heard everything he said. He was, and I was like, yeah, why didn't he go back? I was like, you did move. It was in the transition of you moving. But had you stayed in the San Francisco scene, you'd have been a feature by now. Yeah, that would have been my place. You'd have been a feature by now, 100%. Mary Mary Van Note didn't fuck with me, so... She didn't fuck with a lot of people. And that's, I don't really, like, and I I say that with, here's the thing, I never met her personally, but I I just know a lot of people are just like, are like, oh, that's my friend. Or like, that's like the softer comics or whatever. Or like, oh, she's kind of weird. Yeah, I have no, like, ill words towards her, but I just felt like. I don't know her, I don't give a fuck. That wasn't a good job for her. And that's why Ron's here, and he'll tell you to your face, no. I like Ron. Ron's a real comic. He's really funny. So hilarious! Yeah, like you can really laugh at him. I, I mean, I, I, I dig the. He was talking a lot of, a lot of game, a lot of shit that you already know, a lot of shit that you already know. But in that position that he has, he gets that thrown in his face. He gets the not him directly because they yeah. can't throw that directly in his face because yeah. he's a gay white guy. Yeah. But they'll be like, oh, he's sexist. He's the, the punchline is sexist. The punchline is racist. The punchline is this. The punchline is that. But it's always like, have you put your time in? Yeah, you got to do it, though. Have you put your time in? Ha- are you funny? If you yeah. haven't put your time in, are you undeniably funny? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I get that. That's I, that, that's how I feel. Hey. Undeniably funny. Like when I did crack him up, mm-hmm. they, she put me on last the first time. I didn't go up. Why? Because I was like, you don't know who I am. You put me last after I didn't watch all these losers. Not losers. <laughs> no, you meant it. You <laughs> meant it with everything in your heart. Hot comedy goss. All right. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm, I'm like a trademark now. Anytime everybody talks shit, hot uh, comedy goss. What's up? No. <laughs> no, no. He meant other comedians. Yeah, other comedians. That's not funny. Who need a, who, yeah, who need a fucking shovel it's before not, him. You, he just got your shovel. It was ridiculous. Oh, uh, uh, my God. I, I left. Even though I shouldn't have, I should have just stayed grinded out and do what I did. But I'm very stubborn. And then, luckily, she got me back on. I came back and put me up at a perfect time. But I love that 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 what you just said right there. The I'm very stubborn. Oh yeah. Because it's it, as long as you admit it, it's always oh. comics who just how come I'm not here? How come yeah. I'm not there? I was like, did so you, you gotta, stick you it out? Be there. You did you be stick there more it out? Anybody <laughs> when the time is right. It's good that you're funny, but sometimes it takes funny plus sticking it out, yeah, waiting yeah, around yeah, that extra, fuck go. fucking go, showing up to the place, staying in line. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. And if you do and you're funny, then you're That's you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta stick with it and keep going. Fuck, man. I'm glad we talked uh, talked about that because no one ever brings that up. No one ever talks about it's like these these fucking safe space mics. Do you like being called a person of color? Uh, I don't, I don't mind. I don't like it. I mean, it's weird. Like all these labels, I was listening to James Baldwin's. I hate it. I mean, I don't like labels. They're not for me, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Like somebody said, personal color. I, I grew up around my grandparents. It was like colored people and stuff. They would say stuff like that. Okay. All right. It is. I just, I I don't know. All right. Well, that's been hot comedy. Guys. (laughs) Our main, our our point guard, our president, he he left. Uh, Matt Curry, uh, he's 
we're here talking shit. We'll just say that this is the extra talk shit. Uh, we had Ron Vion. We had a bunch of other shit we were going to talk about. I'm glad that we brought up the Hannibal Buress thing because I didn't know he was fucking with your ex-wife like that. Yeah. And you... <laughs> Hot comedy gossip. That was Matt Curry. Uh, I believe it's Matt Curry. Com- I think it's Matt Curry comedy uh, on Instagram. I wish he would have plugged that. So comedy on Instagram. Your Instagram? Is- Charles Kelly 420. What you got anything else? You gotta yeah, just hit him on the Instagram. Yeah. Fuck it, just hit yeah, him on the Instagram. Find, if you want to know anything about me, you'll find out. Hotcomedygus.com. We're gonna have that website up. We bought that shit. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I really uh, appreciate all of your ears. See you guys later. <laughs>